Hello, good morning in this fine morning and beautiful morning, really. Um, good time to talk about architectural education. Um, but I'd like to remind the listeners out there, if you would like to comment anything regarding the podcast so far, um, please do so at this email address, N-A-Z-I-A-T-Y, Naziati, at gmail.com. And I really would like to hear from you and how to improve the podcast, the content, what topics. And if I can do it, uh, I will do it. And if I need to invite particular people, but it is limited to whom I know. But if you have uh, yourself interested to talk about some aspects of um, architectural education or architecture in general, do keep in touch. And thank you so much for listening in. Today is the topic on uh, social responsibility uh, for the architectural educator. And today I'd like to talk about, um, with reference, an article that I found in the internet. The author is Kimberly Kramer, the Faculty of Architecture, Chiang Mai University, Thailand. This was available online on July 28, 2012 on the topic of social responsibility in architectural education. Now, it's always good to go and refer to to research when we talk about any topic at all, obviously. I'd like to read out the abstract here to further deliberate on this topic, the abstract for this journal says, as designers of the built environment, architects have a tremendous opportunity to make a positive impact on the lives of the bottom billion. However, in order to be effective agents of change, these designers must understand and appreciate the concept of social responsibility in architecture and learn to implement it in their own work. This study seeks to determine the current state of social responsibility training in architectural education by examining the curriculum requirements set by a number of national architectural education accrediting boards. To determine whether they include training in the precepts of social responsibility in design. Because this curriculum requirements largely determine the topics and concepts that students will be exposed to in the course of their architectural education, improving this aspect of architectural education is an important step toward toward maximizing the profession's contribution to the global effort to improve the lives of the bottom billion. Kimberly uh, Kramer's article, um, though it's eight years ago uh, published, gives me some idea to discuss about um, attempts or attempt that I made to to address this issue with regard to social responsibility learning in the architecture curriculum, and namely about universal design 
and accessibility or inclusive design or barrier-free design principles as we know it um, there are some courses out there and I like to touch about the course that I was involved with I trained um, a number of students uh, on the universal design elective course at the master of architecture level a researcher who knows about this um, an architecture graduate part, part two told me that this should be learned at the degree level or first year or second year when you first enter architecture school it links very much to how human being relates relationship to the building um, the use the accessibility and the safety the operational functions of these um, where people with disabilities or persons with disabilities encounter the building in a different way um, to, to non-disabled persons for non-disabled persons effortless to climb set stairs or a steep ramp or basically don't even have to touch the handrails when they go um, and climb stairs but for persons with disabilities for those who can actually walk that the handrail is such an important design feature. And how can student of architecture actually understand or empathize with this need? And whether they, with this knowledge, they could be much more sensitive to designing for persons with disabilities. And yes, uh, I'm trying to, to, to react to this a topic personally uh, giving my view at, there was a time when when I was in the National Council for Persons with Disabilities in Malaysia and we got representatives from the professional bodies engineers landscape architect architects for example uh, to discuss about whether this curriculum can be can be um, incorporated um, as a compulsory subject rather than an elective, um, and there seemed not to be an, a favorable response to this because they, for may, probably many reasons, I didn't really debate with them. I just tried to dis discuss initially about it and time ran out and I couldn't pursue it any further but when we are posed with this subject of social responsibility in architectural for architectural educators who are the one designing such programs it's not only regarding issues pertaining to disabled persons but other issues social other social justice issues so this article is did not go and and uh, interview universities or professors or 
lecturer's concern, but what this um, researcher did was to look into the association or the um, institution um, related to um, architectural profession in different countries, including UK, US, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Singapore, New Zealand, and quite a number of others um, in the ASEAN region, Thailand, and so on. And um, this article, um, the introduction, I could read the introduction here. Number one, introduction, architectural education should have two basic purposes, to produce competent, creative, critically minded and ethical professional designers stroke builders and to produce good world citizens who are intellectually mature, ecologically sensitive and socially responsible. This is a quote from the International Union of Architects, UIA, in the year 2008. Kramer then um, wrote, as designers of the built environment, architects have a tremendous opportunity to make a positive impact, impact on the lives of the bottom billion. I would like to refer to the Kampong Krinchi uh, batch who did um, an area in Kuala Lumpur uh, that dealt with the bottom billion. We called it the B40, the bottom 40 population in Malaysia. That was why it's called B40. And uh, in the brief, the client's brief that the student developed for the design thesis projects, be it for the secondary school by Yasmin, the primary school by Cheryl, that was interviewed in this podcast series. And even the um, habitable uh, waste management facility, which is a housing facility by Saiful Yusuf, and the Technical Vocational Education Institute by Amirul. In the interviews, we heard of each student's trying to deal with the, the context of the B40 population, in particular person with disabilities and older persons who, when you're disabled, it's arguable that it's easy to go into the poverty trap. And how they developed their design to deal with this issue is a program on its own that take into account what we're discussing here. Um, for example, Yasmin had this layer interface between what the the usual school programs inside and what is happening outside where this layer or interface have food courts and businesses, small businesses run by the parents of the students and physically the idea notion that the, the school belongs to the, society, uh, to the community and the community can be involved in physically in the school in a sense, the day-to-day event of trying to eke out a living 
by doing business of selling cakes, traditional uh, banana fritters, they call it pisang goreng, and all these things that workers around there, white collar or blue collar workers could, or even the school children could buy and could make, uh, therefore the uh, parents are involved and even the parent, the ch- children of these parents could be involved after school and and that is the critical idea that Yasmin dealt in the secondary school design in in this uh, population, uh, a community with this population. Therefore, um, we we dealt it in the design thesis because the design thesis allows for investigate the breadth and depth of the investigation of the research question of the hypothetical points to solve the problems of society. And this exercise is right, it's fulfilling that idea of social responsibility in architectural education. Okay, I'm looking back at the article. Further, Kramer said, however, in order to be effective agents of change, these these designers must understand and appreciate the concept of social responsibility in architecture and learn to implement it in their work. Including this subject in the standard architecture curriculum is is an important step toward this goal. There are two things here, one about uh, one talking about the, the designer as the architect in practice, and the other point is obviously the, uh, the architecture curriculum learning programs. So with what I said earlier, there were two things. One was the universal design elective, where students learn about doing access audit and identifying problems. Uh, in a building type, for example, a sport center or a transportation hub, a station, um, a housing uh, unit where they audited the problems that uh, based on um, the needs of persons with disabilities and their requirements needed. And they did an assignment. At first, they did the access audit and did a report. And then secondly, they actually try to solve the problem with the knowledge that they have in that course and propose a design. They had to deal with economics. They had to deal with the best design. They had to build. They actually had a specific client in mind. Um, could be somebody who can walk, but an older person could be somebody who is um, using a wheelchair, hundred percent. So. We dealt with that in the curriculum. In under that subject, we could deal with social justice in different ways. There are other issues of social. Ju- um, uh, there are other issues pertaining to, uh, for example, domestic violence or so women who has gone through domestic violence and women shelter. I've seen a design thesis not under my unit but another unit that um, the student learned about that and designed for the shelter. There are other programs 
in the design thesis that is community architecture oriented or contextually oriented that deals with the bottom billion. So, um, so we know that 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 could be done. Whether the School of Architecture wants to deal with it, uh, and whether the the course will be designed to to get the possible the most uh, the best learning experience for the student or students is um, of course has to be made as what a good teaching course should do um, so we, we refer to this what Kramer is saying regarding um, um, the architecture curriculum as for the architect themselves or designers we're looking at this peop uh, the people who have the graduates who have had uh, gone through this the course that, that deals with social responsibility and automatically it will show um, this design with empathy approach in their own architectural practice later on in their lives it is when it comes to learning it is lifelong learning really um, this the the graduate could be working in a commercial um, company not dealing at all with social responsibility um, but in their life in their lives they could come across projects which they have to deal with social responsibility or the very least when they're designing toilets uh, preparing for tender documentation or contract implementation with a contractor they would know what to, to do in order to to make sure the social responsibility factor is is uh, is applied they will not treat designing a toilet for a person with disabilities or an inclusive toilet for all to be designed like unsuitable for the majority of people they they would make sure that designing a toilet is a public toilet is important to get it right so that it can be useful safe and accessible so this is how i interpret this topic um on social responsibility uh, by architectural educators and then we're focusing on the educator itself the architectural educator or the institutions that has the higher learning programs of architecture programs to ensure social responsibility is done would need to review the curriculum to have those things, those components. And the role of the um, accrediting body, um, for example, in Malaysia, um, the Malaysian Board of Architects, or LAM, through the... Um, um, they have a... a um, they have a council that deals with the architectural education 
will ensure that social responsibility agenda is provided in the in the curriculum of architectural schools. Um, further, Kramer mentioned about social responsibility in architecture defined in a number of ways. There was a quote by Paul Goldberger, an architecture critique for the New Yorker, in, 20, in 2002. Social responsibility in architecture is, at least in part, a matter of believing passionately and absolutely in the potential of architecture to improve the quality of life. The intention is there, with a critique echoing the sentiment, and for others to buy into the sentiment and for it to be implemented. For me, I'm talking about the implementation side. I'm half done the implementation in the last decade or more. And here, um, but however, Social responsible architectural practice, there are four aspects of it in which uh, Kramer uh, outlined. It includes sustainability because you may ask, isn't sustainability is enough to accommodate to uh, the agenda of social responsibility? Obviously, sustainability uh, is figured in many of the, um, the different countries' architectural boards. Uh, we shall talk about it in the t uh, re with regard to the conclusion later from this article. But I'd like to read the four particular aspects and include sustainability. A considerable amount of attention has been focused recently on sustainable environmental responsible design. This is an important aspect of social responsibility in architecture. And while... Substantial progress has been made in this area. There is still significant room for improvement. This is a quote from Kramer. Yeah? So we go to the second point. Responsibility to consider the needs of communities and the wider public. She quoted that architects have a responsibility to consider the needs of local communities and the wider public as project stakeholders and to reconcile the needs of these groups with those of a project's client, owner, and user groups. By understanding and embracing this responsibility, architects have the opportunity within the professional roles to become community advocates and agents of positive social change. I suppose I've been doing that with my implementation um, side of it to this point. Number three, architects, uh, sorry, ethics. The subject of ethics. Architects have a duty to understand the ethical implications of the design decisions in regard to social, political, environmental, and cultural issues. Understanding these implications empowers architects to make responsible decisions. And fourthly, civic engagement through public service. Although architects have a unique and useful skill set that enables them to serve as important contributors and leaders within society, civic engagement in public service in architecture is still significantly underdeveloped. Okay, 
I'm going to go to the um, uh, results, um, and these are the countries that uh, Miss Kramer um, had doubts with for this article. Australia. She shows a table of how Australia have social responsibility education requirements for ag accreditation. Um, there are two tables. The first one is performance criteria. Sorry, in table one, there are two columns. The first one is performance criteria column. And the second one is tax of performance criteria. So that is analyzing what is in Australia, for example. For example, in performance criteria number 13, Respect for the natural environment and awareness of the issues of sustainability are demonstrated in the conceptual design. Performance criteria number 21. The interests of building users, the community, and other relevant groups are investigated and reconciled with the project brief. Performance criteria number 54. Interests of public use, building users the community and other relevant groups are reconfirmed. Okay, that's an example of Australia. And um, there's also an example of Britain. The Canada. Hong Kong. India. Korea, Malaysia, for Malaysia on table eight, again looking at the learning outcome and tax of learning outcome, there's um, on building technology, Design of cities, knowledge, understanding of briefs. Part 2, 1.2. An understanding of briefs and how to critically appraise them to ensure that the design response is appropriate to site and context and for reasons such as sustainability and budget. Climate design, building technologies. In part 2, 3.3, understanding of the interrelationship between people, buildings, and the environment, and understanding of the need to relate buildings and the spaces between them to human needs and scale. You can find a difference between what Australia points, the Australian um, tax and the um, Malaysian tax with regard to designing for people. We also have she also researched on New Zealand, Pakistan, Singapore, South Africa, United States. For United States, Table 9, the Social Responsibility Education Requirements for Accreditation, NAAB 2009. For Performance Criteria C, 
dot two, human behavior. Understanding of the relationship between human behavior, the natural environment, and design of the built environment. C3, client role in architecture. Understanding of the responsibility of the architect to elicit, understand, and reconcile the needs of the client, owner, user groups, and the public and community domains. C.6 also talk about leadership and does touch on um, environmental, social, and aesthetic issues in the communities. C.7 is also on legal responsibilities on building codes, professional service contracts, accessibility laws. Accessibility laws is mentioned in the American... Um, um, document on social responsibility. Okay, so there are other points here if you read this article. And in summary, these countries, Australia, United States, um, Canada, Korea, New Zealand, to a certain extent, dealt with sustainability, responsibility to community and wider public, and ethics. In particular, Canada, Korea, and the United States also dealt with civic engagement and public service. These countries, India, Malaysia, only dealt with sustainability and there, there are no some data missing from the other countries. So um, Hong Kong, Singapore, and South Africa do not use a published set of defined accreditation criteria. Their requirements are not evaluated in the matrix because they, they have to be based on some defined accreditation criteria. So for the countries, uh, for the country, Pakistan, they did not de- deal with any of these um, social responsibility education requirements. So in conclusion, says uh, Dr. Kramer, the examination of individual country accreditation criteria shows that most countries, eight out of nine examined in the metrics above, have now embraced environmental responsibility as a required element of architectural education. This is an important issue for all of the world's inhabitants, but may be particularly important for the bottom billions who are likely to be disproportionately affected by climate change, resource shortages, and other environmental problems. Adoption of the strict standards of environmental responsibility in design is a significant way for the architecture profession to address the current and future challenges faced by the bottom billion. And it is heartening to see that this aspect of social responsibility is being almost universally acknowledged and embraced, such as that in Malaysia. Requirements to teach architecture students about their responsibility to consider the needs of communities and the wider public in design decisions and ethical implications of design decisions have not been as widely implemented. Requirements for each of these aspects of socially responsible design have been adopted by only five 
of the nine countries examined in the matrix above. However, these aspects of social responsibility in design will also be very important as the profession moves forward to address the needs of the bottom billion. By understanding and embracing their responsibility to community and public stakeholders, architects become community advocates and agents of positive social change. By understanding the ethical implications of their decisions, in regard to social, political, environmental, and cultural issues, architects become empowered to make responsible, well-reasoned design and professional decisions. So in conclusion to this podcast today, and I had illustrate um, how as an academic, um, I tried to integrate um, aspects of the aspects as mentioned by Ms. Kramer regarding um, responsibility to consider the needs of communities and the wider public and not just environmental sustainability in the programs that I was involved in. In fact, if I'm dealing with the second year project, I would also get students to actually be emphatic um, as a designer to think about the user, the user needs. At all stages of the studio programs, you could um, you could actually um, make sure such a thing is being done. You can make sure, you can ensure that um, these four factors that uh, Dr. Kramer mentioned um, could be done in the architectural programs. And uh, to that, I would like to conclude on the second part on social responsibility, what it means for an architectural educator in this day and age and how that implied how that is translated in architectural education and with that I'd like to conclude the session and as a reminder do contact me um, for anything that you wish to comment and I will try to deal with that issue or I will quote what you have said and and try to talk about that and thank you for listening in and have a good day